the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Hammer's right over there with the special guest of the DriveHubler.com hotline. One of the great follows on social media is a writer for OutKick. His name is Bobby Barak. He joins us right now. Bobby, let's get into a little COVID. And it feels like a lot of people have been talking about this for a long time, but it's becoming more and more mainstream right now that we were fed some fantastic lies about the origin of COVID and, of course, people trying to cover their tracks about the origin of COVID. You've put a couple articles out on OutKick, so tell me your thoughts on what we're seeing right now. First of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, so um, now over a week ago, we learned from the U.S. Energy Department, the FBI also found the same conclusion that the virus, the pandemic, likely originated in Wuhan inside the lab. And I mean, for us, that isn't a bombshell. It was common sense. Like I always said, I find it hard to believe the coincidence that a lab that studied bat coronaviruses was not responsible for this novel bat coronavirus originating some 400 yards away from the lab. Um, but we were told for a long time, almost three years, by the media and experts and the science and politicians that no way is the Chinese government responsible for this. This is absolutely not a lab leak. And um, I mean, we know they lied about that. They lied about everything. And what got me thinking is, is that at some point, maybe five years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, we're going to look back at the pandemic. And I always ask, well, what is going to be the headline? And to me, the headline is the war on information, the battle for the truth, the scarcity of facts that we've had in the public. I mean, guys, think of the average news viewer during the height of the pandemic, not the people who are online a lot or seeking out independent sources or on Substack or seeking out podcast hosts who are independent. Just the average drive-by news consumer, they were told that this virus originated from an animal, uh, pangolin to a bat to a human. They were told that masks would stop the spread, that the vaccine would prevent infection, that the booster would prevent infection, that plexiglass would protect them, that masking their children up in schools would be the safe route, that closing down their businesses and hunkering down from society was sane and sufficient. These were all lies. They were duped. COVID showed that the people who control the information, be it the media, politicians, experts, they're the ones who are deceiving the public, not the so-called conspiracy theorists and right-wing anti-science MAGA people who the press always belittle. And we found out recently that the former head of CNN, Jeff Zucker, he was telling his staff, encouraging them, do not talk even about the possibility of the lab leak theory, because that's something that can be tied to Donald Trump. And at that time at CNN, it's taboo for any of their news anchors and hosts to be talking about anything that came out of Donald Trump's mouth. Yeah, this is incredible. This is incredible. Um, Jeff Zucker pretty much told his journalists, hey, don't be journalists during the time of the global pandemic. Don't lose <laughs> curiosity. Don't be skeptical. We are in a global pandemic. Just parrot the talking points of your bosses, your government, your Dr. Fauci. And that's exactly what CNN did. I mean, I put some of the headlines up there pretty much saying anyone who dares to consider the lab leak is a conspiracy theorist or racist and all that. And, guys, unfortunately, it's not dissimilar to what the New York Times did, according to The Spectator, in August of 2021 – a chief New York Times editor told his journalist, hey, 
don't even investigate the lab leaks here. You are not allowed to ponder that possibility unless you are going to dis- diminish it. And that they did. Uh, I just find it absolutely revealing and hilarious and somewhat frightening that journalists from so-called credible outlets like the Times and CNN are not allowed to be journalists. We're speaking with Bobby Burak, a writer for OutKick. Bobby Nigel here. Um, and I do want to ask you about Fauci's role in yeah. some of this and, you know, EcoHealth Alliance and the NIH funding gain-of-function research. But you mentioned <laughs> – I forgot about the plexiglass uh, <laughs> aspect of some of these these measures to mitigate COVID. That, for me, was probably one of the dumbest – uh, things I've seen, you know, actually hindering filtration and circulation. And I, I wonder, looking back, what do you think some of the most inane, dumbest measures that we were told to take were? Um, it, it, you know, at the CDC arbitrarily making up the the six foot social distancing rule. They had no idea what six or three or ten foot would be. I'm just wondering what you think was one of the more ridiculous um, things to come out of that. Oh, for me, it was, and this was at the behest of Fauci, going to a restaurant or going to an airplane and putting your mask on in between bites if you're chewing on a <laughs> salad. After every bite, you got to put a mask on and take it off. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but, but yeah, the plexiglass is hilarious. I remember going into a, uh, a party store and uh, paying for something, and I met the cashier up front. She's like, whoa, whoa, wait, I cannot accept that until I get behind my glass because that's part of company protocol. <laughs> this is all oh. just hilarious. And, guys, what bugs me the most about this, and I've written this at length, never before has American society provided more content for satire. But shows like SNL don't want to make fun of this stuff because, I don't know, they're afraid they might get canceled. But I could go on for days writing about all the oddities of the pandemic. They're just so funny when you look back because so many people showed how vulnerable they are for information, whether it be the glass, the six-foot rule, putting your mask on in between eating a cheeseburger. I mean, this was such an attack <laughs> on common sense. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the restaurant experience was when you walk in, you have to have a mask on. When you sit down, you can take it off because clearly the Rona yeah. doesn't know how to get down low. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole <laughs> restaurant experience. Uh, Bobby Barak with us from Outkick. Uh, one more thing media-wise, because those who follow you on social media know not only do you cover news-related things, but you cover the media really well. Yeah. We were talking about CNN and Jeffrey Zucker and the ridiculous things that he told his staff. Well, he's not there anymore. CNN can't blame Jeffrey Zucker anymore for their low ratings. And when I say low ratings, sweet mother of all that's pure, Bobby, CNN is getting their ass absolutely handed to them. Yeah, um, I mean, decade lows, lows they haven't seen since the George Bush administration. A second one, that is, just to clarify, I don't want to hit them too hard. Yeah, CNN has no direction, no audience, no purpose. And um, like I've always said, the solution is what is so hard to find because I don't know what CNN offers to the marketplace right now. I mean, obviously, conservatives don't want to give them a chance. I mean, they have besmirched them and lied to them for five, six, seven years. They're not coming back. I mean, liberals, staunch liberals, they have other outlets to go to, whether it be MSNBC or, I don't know, read the Washington Post. Like, they're not watching CNN anymore. We saw that from reports. And 
the middle of the road people, I think, find CNN boring and too goofy. I mean, you have guys like Jim Acosta on air and like that morning lady, uh, Brianna Kyler, who seems really angry for someone who makes a lot of money for sitting in an air-conditioned studio. So I don't know what purpose CNN serves right now. I mean, for a while, they portrayed Trump as the boogeyman, and that worked okay during his White House era. But, like, right now, I find CNN just sort of distasteful, boring, and desperate. And based on the ratings, people agree. I mean, this is a network that can't even draw 600,000 viewers. There's cartoons at 3 p.m. beating CNN. Um, let me ask you, uh, okay, back to Fauci for just a second. Yeah. We learned that he commissioned this paper to refute the lab leak, very demonstrative uh, back in the day. Uh, no, 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 there was no lab leak. It was the pangolin. It was from a wet market. Uh, very desperate to get that narrative pushed out there. And now we know from emails and this commissioned paper to refute the lab leak. He had he had pretty good reason, possibly, allegedly, to try to squash the lab leak theory, didn't he? Oh, of course. I mean, the gain of function research. I mean, when well, somebody eventually writes that book on it, Fauci really should be the central character. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say, I, at least the evidence points to this guy certainly having blood on his hands. What bothers me so much about this hack is that we have all these young adults collapsing and experience heart irregularities. And CBS asked them, like, hey, could this be related to the vaccine? He's like, how dare you? It's horrifying to even mention that possibility. I mean, this guy who has built a life around him, according to his words, the science, I mean, his sole job is to ask questions, show curiosity. He's done the exact opposite. He's trying to quash and suppress curiosity. I believe he's been hiding information from the very start, which goes back to what we began this column with or this conversation with is this is proven to be a battle of information. And I think the people by and large are losing that because the handlers of the truth seem to be burying it or holding it back from the public eye. Bobby, have the lunatics of the left, and I'm talking about the extreme lunatics, the super woke culture, the over-the-top radicals, have they almost poisoned their party? Because we keep hearing about this civil war with the Republicans, the MAGA group and the DeSantis people, and CPAC was a mess. But you could look at the Democrats and say the same thing, because now you've got celebrities who are liberals, like Woody Harrelson, Bill Maher, Chris Rock, they're all speaking out against the lunacy of this super woke culture. Are you seeing this too? Yeah, and um, I, I harken back to an interview I did with uh, Megan Kelly when she first launched her podcast. I'll never forget this line. She's like, Bobby, th- this is not a left-right problem. This is a small subsection of the left that has become so annoying. We, we call them the woke that like – they're not mighty in size. They don't represent most of the country. What they do is they control forms of messaging. They're able to hijack perception because they have a stranglehold on the media, social media, um, for a while, entertainment, sports. So we're just now seeing people push back. What I believe what's going on is people never really bought into this sort of woke movement and cancel culture, but it seemed that way because that was what the forms of messaging said the country believed. Um, There's a study, I believe, by the post-millennial that said only like 8% of the electorate actually agree with what has come to define the woke, and that is like all these terms, like equity and anti-racist. So I think Chris Rock most notably said it last week, and Woody Harrelson and Bill Maher, they've realized that that 
progressive movement never ends, right? It keeps on progressing. It starts with a real issue. Then once that real issue is solved, they have to keep on progressing. So what I believe has happened is entertainment entertainers are finally like, wait a minute, we've supported this long enough. This thing's never going to end. It started out in good faith, and now it's really just become insanity. I mean, you have people, you have books getting rewritten because they mentioned the word crazy because that's supposedly uh, <laughs> offensive to mentally ill people. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone way too far. I think Harrelson, Chris Rock, and Marr finally realized that. Bobby, where can we find more of your work? Oh, uh, yeah, Outkick.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, whatever's coming up. Uh, hopefully, I come back on this show and your listeners can get to know me from here. Yeah, man, we would love that. Yeah, let's and do it again, man. Kyle tweets Absolutely. in, before we let you go, Bobby, Kyle tweets in about the ridiculous things with COVID. Let's not forget about the one-way stickers that were on the floor at Walmart <laughs> and grocery stores. We definitely have to add that to the list. Uh, Bobby, thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time. I appreciate it, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.